Hello, guys, and welcome <laughs> to the double digits of the Parked Up podcast by Park Them. It is episode 10. Yeah, episode 10. Double digits, baby. It is the PA episode. Woo! Sorry. Nice. Um, Sorry, you. what number? What episode number? Episode number 10, mother... <clears throat> mother freakers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Solid. Okay. I say, because the quiz will lead us very muchly nicely into... Great English. <laughs> very muchly nicely. <laughs> the Good quiz nicely. will lead us into the weekend very, very nicely. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should do the quiz. Because oh, I could have done Abby Dabby quiz this weekend. Because obviously yeah. Abby Dabby's coming up this weekend. However, I decided, because obviously we've got a nice little gap between this weekend and obviously Formula E starting. Um, you know, we can savor that one for a, you know, uh, after Abby Dabby. Sure. So we are doing a 2022 Brazil Grand Prix quiz. Oh fuck! I'm gonna miss Rui Phil at this. Vamos, vamos, vamos! That is not one of the questions because that would be a stupid question. Because, and you shouldn't get me started prematurely because I will start crying again. Celeste, Naomi, Katie, I'm getting the point thing ready. Okay, are you guys ready? I should be ready. I haven't calculated how many points are in this, by the way. Okay. So, we'll roll with it. (laughs) Question numero uno. Prior to George Russell's win in Brazil, how many British drivers have won a Grand Prix? I know the answer to this. (laughs) So it was in the graphic on so uh, this by the way this doesn't include george russell's win this does this is prior okay. to george russell winning so it does not include george russell's win just winning a grand prix, a grand prix. how right. many british drivers have won a grand prix prior to george russell no winning clue, so i'm just gonna guess i know the answer ready i know who it definitely isn't no hang on it's not 32 that's not <laughs> what no she said it's not no, 32 because she held up the other way around, but she's got 32 on the other side for some reason. Can you show me an area? Show me what you got. Fuck it. I, my brain's not working. So in honor of this episode. I made a guess. Okay. In honor of this episode. 10, 5, 19, 19 is correct. 19. George George Russell is now the 20th, 20th British driver Fucking to win a Grand Prix. Hell. I didn't know to work that much. You guys do not keep up to date with um, social media, clearly. Um, no. Yes, I do. <laughs> what you clearly do. So, another one that if you keep up to date with social media, you'll probably know this. Yeah. Fuck off. Thanks to Kevin Magnuson, how many nationalities have taken a pole position? Bro. You can't know this as well. What if there's... Fucking hell. 
How am I supposed to know these? You guys are kind of mess up on my No, this is way too much. So uh, thanks to Kevin Mag Kevin Magnuson, he has now put Denmark as one of the nationalities to take pole position. By the way. <laughs> I forgot what the countries are. I forgot the countries. I made a guess again because I have no. There's no way. <laughs> are you guys ready? Yes. I've given Hit up on me this with quiz, it. If you can tell. 12, 10, 24 is correct. There is now officially. Naomi, what the fuck? <laughs> Naomi for cheating. Naomi has been cheating. That is actually my favorite Grand Prix of the year. So. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry. laughs> F1 literally posted a Sorry, graphic yesterday or today, and they were like, no, Kevin no. Magnussen makes Denmark the 24th nationality to take pole position. I'm not going to lie, I haven't really been on social media. I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have social media this weekend. If you follow me, if you follow me on Instagram, you can see that all my story has been is George, 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 Weck podium, George, George, George. No, mine's just been George, 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 forgotten about Weck. Um, okay. Alex got on the podium. I can't ignore that. Okay. Anyway, so question numero trois: yes. Which driver? This is a two-pointer, by the way. Which driver gained the most positions and how many positions did they gain? So you get a point for the driver oh. and how many positions they gained in the race, in the race on the Sunday. Uh, I know a step in between the race, but that was after the first safety car. So yeah, was... me too. So which driver gained the most positions at the Brazilian Grand Prix and how many positions did they gain? That's a good question. Thank you. <laughs> beep, um, beep, 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 beep. And I'm hoping I did my math correct here. But where this driver was at one point and where they finished. Hang on, I think I don't. Okay, no, it's fine. I was doing the math. So, guys, if you're going to make a quiz, don't make the quiz two minutes before you start filming the podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. I Wait, did do the math correctly. It... Oh, okay. That looks a bit weird. Okay. Is okay. it? Is it what? No. Oh. Okay, hit me I with don't that. Think you're be able to um, Charles Leclerc, do you not have any number for it? Lance Stroll A, Alonso ten. Do you not have a number? I know at one do? point. Hang on. At one point he was P eighteen, so I'm gonna go fourteen. We well, in general. Just this is this is in Wait, general. We... This is in general, by the oh. way. From where they started. Oh, and I'm going Charles. It where they where they started the where they started the race compared to where they finished the race. Yeah. Also not. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I stay with my. Yeah. That's okay. why I was confused because didn't That's Charles start like fifth? So yeah. No, I know. But at one point, at one point, he went down to like P eighteen, and then yeah, but he started. I know, I know, but I didn't. Yeah, but I didn't realize it was from the start. So I, I, can, I will give you, I will give you another chance to write That's it fair. down that I've now, you know, yeah. settled the air if you Wait. like. That's why I was confused. Wait. I was like, huh. Then my other answer is this, but it looks it makes it look like I'm copying. Copy but I remember we both went. It was him. I have him right. in the row. So we've got Alonso mm. ten, Naomi, and then you've got Lance Stroll A, Lance Stroll A. It was Fernando yeah. Alonso. Oh, yeah. get the bitches! But it was twelve positions gained. Oh. 
He started okay. 17th on the grid and finished in 5th. The reason okay. I was confused That's was because I was doing math backwards because Esteban Ocon started 16th and finished 8th. And I was like, is that 12 as well? Right. But it's not. I just can't do math. It's 8. <laughs> and after one safety car, it was the startup where Hatch Alonso. Yeah. Like most of the Yeah, because Alpine. Most gained. Alpine finished the weekend with like the most gained, uh, starting 16th and 17th yeah. and finishing 5th and 8th was like an insane yeah. achievement. Yeah, Lance Stroll started 15th and he actually finished 10th, so he gained 5. Okay, right. question number four. This is another yes. two-pointer. And All I will right. give you to the... Oh, I can't think which way around it goes. Is it to the hundredth? In which lap did George Russell take the fastest lap? And how fast was the lap? Which oh. is why I was like to the hundredth. So as long as you get the you know, 10 up, 10 down from the tenth. Is it a funny number? I know it's not a funny number. No, it's not a funny number. Hang on. No. I know Lewis is one. I know Lewis is one because I remember us commenting on it. Well, I actually, Um, I I actually wrote in how fast his lap was. How fast the fastest lap was. So, in which lap did Russell take the fastest lap? So, Russell finished the race on the fastest (laughs) lap. Russell. Shout out Lydia, fucking icon. Um, Yeah, Russell took the fastest lap. He took the point for the fastest lap. Which lap? did he complete that fastest lap in and how fast was that lap basically i'm speedy was a speedy boy i know the lap I just don't and i'll give you i'll give you lap. 10 up and 10 down on the laps yeah so say if it was like 1.17.920 i would give you like 9.30 or 9.10 i'm i tried to make that as like Away from the answer as possible, basically. Well, that's a lot on lap time, though. Ten up, ten down. You have to get the lap on on point. But the lap time, ten up, ten seconds. No, not ten, ten seconds. No, no. So say if like... it was say if it was one say if it was a one nineteen yeah, yeah, okay. point nine twenty, you could have yeah. anywhere between one. One nineteen point nine ten and one point one nineteen no, point yeah, okay. nine thirty. There I you go. Well. Okay, right. Hit me with it. What you got? Lap sixty two one thirteen seven eight five. Lap twenty two one fifteen two twenty. And lap seventy one five six oh nine. What's this lap we going to sixty five? Naomi. It from Brazil. That's almost two minutes, baby. One fifty six. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, it was one seventeen seven eight five bang on and celeste is going to kick herself it was lap 61 fuck so i knew the i i will i will let naomi and katie decide whether you can have a point for being one out or not but that's up to them yeah give her a point thank I you do. katie says on zero points point i didn't know if it was yeah 161 i've had the shit day at work so i really couldn't care less <laughs> <laughs> I could have cared about my score. Okay. I'm talking about this was the mental breakdown. Oh, okay. So this one, question number, is this number five? Number five. What? How many nationalities? Oh, no, okay. oh my god. How many nationalities finished in the points during the Grand Prix? 
this Grand Prix. Yes, this is the 2022 Brazil quiz. So yeah, no, during the Grand Prix or the end result? So the end result of the Grand Prix. Okay, thank well, you. Yeah, the, end, the end result of the Grand Prix was the exact same anyway. Okay. okay. Because the only person that got penalised after the race was Pierre Gasly. And is he Charles... didn't even finish in the points anyway. Is Charles Monegasque or France? <laughs> Monegasque. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Uh, and as well. That bloke. That bloke. I've just realised. Oh, 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 I also, I also Should forgot. To, I also forgot to mention. If you want to get some extra points, if you can name each of the drivers, you can have a point for each name. Each driver. Yeah. Driver that's that's if you names. Yeah. So if you can give the names to the thingies, then you can have okay. them. You know, just if you want a couple extra points, but it's not, you know, like for someone like Katie, she would probably want to name them so she can. I know the catch up thing. So him and him. I'm giving are... you initials because I can't be asked to write out the that's, entire. Yeah, no, that's yeah, I'm I, I would know the initials. You have him. Does it have to be in the order, the initials, or just. Him. Because I've written them out of order. Well, you know what? Yeah. Fuck it. I'll start it again, but you're getting tired. <laughs> I will. So yeah, if you if you want the if you want if you want the points for the names, they have to be in the correct position. So where they finished. So oh, but I, oh, I know, I know which way the red balls went. I know which way the red balls went. Okay, wait, because so I put them in. I'm just gonna write the the driver in the nationality. Yeah, that's him. fine. Oh, for fuck's sake, I forgot about him. Got him on the podium. Oh, Kings and Town School. Let's go. This Who? one. Then we have that one. Then the Red Bulls. No, Wait, I'm putting this one. on Defen because I can't think. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I'll, 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 I'll say it to myself. Okay. I just wrote it out really awkwardly. Also make sure you've okay. got make sure you've also got a number of how many nationalities because obviously that's oh, yeah, one point. Oh, Sorry, I was really unnecessary to bring up the Pierre Gasly situation again. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's not necessary, okay. Oh. Well he didn't get a penalty point for it. I know. <laughs> for once. I actually wanted him to get penalty points. The fucker didn't get them. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not watching. I'm not watching in Spain if Pierre Gasly gets a race ban for the first race. I'm not watching it. No, it's oh, my well, birthday. You, love, you, love... you can't leave <laughs> me during my it. birthday. It's literally no. It's I the day I'll go down to the beach. I'll go down to the beach. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, if he races and he crashes. Just got to make a TikTok of me just floating face first in the pool. <laughs> so, okay, right. If you, if you, yeah, yeah. If you guys give me oh. how many nationalities, like the number first. I can't. Oh. Eight. Seven. Eight. And you went seven. It um, is in fact eight. Eight. Yeah, I knew because there was one that I didn't know. Finally, Katie's on the board. Round of applause for Katie, guys. She's yeah, on the board. Let's go. Okay, so we obviously have. Okay, so you guys are. 
kill. Sorry, I meant to I mean, yeah, yeah, so I realised you were I realised you actually forgotten. You, who the fuck I have you forgotten? I forgot. Who have you forgotten? Max. What's that about the bubbles? I literally oh, went. I know which way. I forgot, you existed. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot you existed. Yeah. I forgot you existed. God. I wish I could forgot he existed. Okay, so. <laughs> Obviously, P one and P two were British drivers, George Russell and yeah. Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. P three Spaniocho. It was um, Carlos Sainz. Yeah. And then P four Monegasque Charles Leclerc. P five <laughs> Spanish again Fernando Alonso. P six Dutch in Max Verstappen. Sergio Perez. P seven Mexican. <laughs> Um, P8, Esteban Ocon, French. P9, Valtteri Bottas, Finnish. And P10, Lance Stroll, Canadian. Yeah. Yes. I, See, I, I, put, I put French as Pierre and Esteban because Esti was my, like, I don't know who the hell the next person is, so I'm just going to put Esteban. So you um, put Pierre. So... You put Pierre in the top 10 after I told you that he finished 12th and got oh um, a penalty. Okay, wait. So, <laughs> so wait, did Naomi got nine there? And everyone else got yeah. 10. Plus, hang on, I'm just yeah. going to do plus 10. Yeah, because I forgot um, he existed. Oh, look at me. That now means that Naomi and Katie are on equal points. <laughs> and I just deleted one of Katie's points by accident. Hang on. Oh, no. Plus Ooh, 10. Okay. I'm going to just got 11 points. It's that easy. <laughs> okay, so yes. which car? So the final question before the bonus question. Which cars were allowed to unlap themselves during the final <laughs> safety car? And you can have a point for each answer. <laughs> Funny enough. I actually don't know who it is. Wait, oh, I know one. I don't know who the second one was. If you know one, you know a second. That's for sure. Okay. Was definitely not Yuki Tsunoda. Was the second one really that slow? When you see my auntie, you think it's funny. Okay. <laughs> what have we got? What have we got? Uh, Latifi Alban, Latifi Alban, not Sonoda, Latifi Alban. Yep. <laughs> not Sonoda. For Yuki Sonoda. For Yuki. Katie. Yeah. You have wonderful handwriting. Thank you. <laughs> okay, your bonus question. I was rebellious primary oh. school, Katie, not wanting to do the joined up writing. So oh. I just wrote with like a space between <laughs> the letters. Love it. Okay. You guys, after I've read the question, you guys can decide if you want to know how many there are to get or if you just want to like free ball it. So, okay. which drivers took penalties this weekend? And what were the penalties? And I've missed oh. one of them off my list. Oopsie daisy. What kind? Do we mean all kind of penalties? All kinds of penalties. Okay, I think. In I the know. weekend overall. Overall across the whole weekend. Which drivers took penalties this weekend? And okay. what were the penalties? Do you want to know how many there are to get? As as the penalties, do you mean the... In a different... Okay, oh, everyone knows the penalty for Max, so I'm just going to say, do you mean five seconds, or do you mean cause a new collision? Time penalty. Penalty. Oh, oh. So, like, five-second time penalty. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, there are nine yeah. to get. Nine. Nine. Cool. Yep. Yes. Nine penalties this weekend. Right, I forgot one of them, the and I'm really sorry because it's the penalty that I've mentioned about three times now to irritate Katie, and I forgot to write it down onto my list. <laughs> um, only drivers. Okay, because she sat with drivers, so just checking. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh. Wait, so only drivers or not only drivers? Not only drivers. I'll let Katie so know when she undeafens herself. No, it is nine. I put them on there. Oh, okay. It's eight drivers and one team. Okay, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I'll text her quickly. Hang on, because she's deafened. Um, made a mistake. It's eight drivers and one team. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Right. What am I missing? Mm-hmm. Wait. Mm-hmm. Wait. Nice. Did he get two penalties? I think I've got eight. Katie, I don't need any. I'm taking you didn't check your phone. I said which drivers took penalties this weekend. Uh, they weren't all drivers. <laughs> nice. But I, I obviously they were here, but you were deafened, oh, and I was like, so I was like, I'll, I'll text Katie, but I don't, and I saw you didn't look up at your phone, so I was like, I'll let her know when she yeah. meets herself. Um, I'll put this one in, but I don't know if it counts as a penalty. Oh, oh. I don't know if this happened. I'm just writing an extra name because I'm missing one. Um, I will do. I'll read them out in numerical I don't know, order. I don't know what the penalty. I don't know what the penalty is for that one. I'm, just, I'm going to put a guess to it, but I should have reworded this as who took penalties this weekend and what were their penalties. Uh, I don't know whether one of mine is. Yeah, no. Right, we well, took a penalty. It was. If it's anything, it started basically before the weekend started. I have the first nine. one. Yeah, that's fine. That's, that, that answers my question then. Yeah. I have nine, so I should be fine. I think. Naomi's glaring at me. I just have no idea what the flip has been happening. With what? Like, now that you said, like, before the weekend, like, clearly, like, I. No, I think you have that one. I just don't think you see it as before the weekend, but I think you have that one. Like, some people got penalties this weekend that don't actually apply for the weekend. They apply for next weekend now. Oh, which take, but then there's more Wait, than nine. Huh? There isn't. There's nine. No, then there's... Okay, then you It's penalties probably... received this weekend. Penalties received this weekend. Which... Who took that. penalties this weekend? So, like, they're just penalties they've received this weekend. Yeah, I don't know if this counts as a penalty or not. Why do you don't? Does someone get a quick penalty? Oh, I remember now. I remember now. Wait. Oh, probably. Yeah. No, because I have this one. I just thought it was a different number. Wait. Has this man committed two crimes throughout the weekend? No. Okay. Unless I'm missing some, but I've gone through about seven different articles, both on. No, it's probably it's probably not counted. It it probably doesn't count as a penalty. I still, it I'm wasn't still a penalty, but it's. I'll explain. 
Okay. I still missing one. Okay, are you guys ready? Ready. Yeah. You want to show or... I. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. a bunch of words. Right, okay, so I, I'll go down the list. So the first penalty yeah, of the sure. weekend was Carlos Sainz, who received a five grid place penalty. And yeah. it was four, if you would like to know, um, exceeding yeah. his quota of changed. power unit elements. Yes. The second yeah, of changed. the weekend was Yuki Tsunoda. And he took, mm-hmm. a, he took a pit lane start um, due to modifications to mm-hmm. the floor, front wing and yeah. rear wing. The third was Lance Stroll, who received a 10-second ah. time penalty for a dangerous manoeuvre on Sebastian Vettel. Yes. Number five was Fernando Alonso, who received a post-sprint five-second time penalty, but as long as you've got five-second time penalty, that's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was for causing a collision with Esteban Ocon. The next yeah. was Daniel Ricciardo who received a three-place grid penalty for next weekend's race um, for yes. taking out Kevin Magnussen. Oh, the FIA. Then it Last was Max Verstappen received a five-second time mm-hmm. penalty for his collision with Lewis Hamilton. Then it was Lando Norris receiving a five... Yes. He also got two points in his penalty on his license. <laughs> thank, thank you. Oh thank you. <laughs> someone, someone keeps tabs on who gets penalty points now. I do. I do. <laughs> and and then Lando Norris received a five second time penalty for causing a collision with Charles Leclerc. Did he also receive two penalty points? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. Pierre Gasly is the eighth driver to receive a penalty, and he got a five second time penalty for speeding in the pit lane. And then mm-hmm. Alfa Romeo received a 1,000 euro fine for a mechanic being too close to the approaching Husker that was starting its pit stop. What was that? Well, as long as you just have the fine for that one, it's fine, by the way. I, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. I just put up a random number. I put 5,000. Do, <laughs> do, do we have a video of that Alfa Romeo's like, thing? Because I want to see that. Yeah. There's a video. I have a video he just he wasn't or... looking. Or a photo like, or Alpha Romeo, and he walked out not realizing that they were pitting Mick Schumacher, and then like has to like jump back because Mick Schumacher drives at him. God. Yeah, one is yet. Um, so how many do people have? I have one, two, two more. three, four. You've got two five, more. Six, what have you seven, got? Eight. So the one I wasn't sure about is Pierre Gasly got a warning for slow driving, but I don't know if warning counts as a penalty. No. Okay, and then Lonstro got a two hundred dollar fine for a pit lane incident. Did he? Why did I not see that anywhere? Uh, Let me see if I can. He's speeding in the pit lane. Practice two. Oh, the team is fined two hundred. Okay, well, you can have that. I couldn't find it anywhere. Hang on. Okay. Oh, it's reasonably close. We had Naomi in P three with twenty nine. Katie in P2 with 31, and Celeste in P1 with 36 points. Let's go. That's not close. I'm like seven points behind. (laughs) But I do think that leads us nicely into the weekend and all the drama that entailed of the weekend. Obviously, with Yuki Tenoda getting forgotten by the FIA. Poor Yuki. Poor Yuki. But I feel like we should start at the beginning of the weekend uh, with Kevin mm. Magnuson getting pole position. Pole. He is Crazy. accredited a pole position. 
How crazy is that? And it's also crazy that Haas finished P1 and P20 in qualifying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A in the words of the McLaren, <laughs> <I'm> in, <laughs> yeah. average. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, it's that's crazy to me. And he did a really, really good job in the sprint race as well. Yeah, um, I mean, and I think he would have done a really good job in the race itself if um, uh, um... the incidents didn't happen. <laughs> and then he didn't get abandoned on the side of the racetrack. Oh, yeah, poor K-Mac. You How didn't get picked up him? by the medical car. Like, I think they got a lot of drivers. Huh? So they didn't like pick him. They didn't pick him up. Mm. So he tried. He walked over to the fence, and someone had cut a hole in the fence to let him out. Yeah. And he walked back through the public bit with like fans chasing, like following after him to get back to the paddock. That's such a big yeah. health and safety concern. Literally. It is. That's like it's, the it's biggest like health and safety concern. It was yeah. like Ocon, I think Japan, when he was just walking through like the metro to walk back to the pit lane. Yeah, he did yeah. it as well, and there were people just walking through the metro like. <laughs> Oh, more drama, obviously. Um, oh, we should talk teammates and about how wonderful teammates Ferrari are and how horrific <laughs> teammates Red Bull are. Still the grid yeah. other than Mercedes. Because, like, you know what? what? Well, I mean, Alpine had their moments and Aston Martin did too. I think it just yeah. wasn't See, a teammates look, weekend. No, this is, we'll get to the, the it's just the, it's just the, these side by side comparisons are just, mm. you know. Yeah. Red Bull, obviously, telling Charles prior to the race that they Rebel will. or Ferrari? Ferrari, sorry. I was going to two things on the brain. <laughs> Ferrari telling Charles prior to the race that they were going to let Carlos let him ahead if it meant that he could take the championship points to get ahead in the championship to fully secure P2. Went into the weekend assuming that was what's going to occur and obviously Charles comes onto the radio and people on the internet are really heavily bashing Charles for asking for team orders. Mm-hmm. But when obviously he came out after and people are still bash him, I have no clue why. But when your team tells you they're going to do something, you request it and they go, actually, no, we're not going to do that now. You would also be pissed off. Yeah. And it's the fact that then people are like, that's so unfair to Carlos. But when Carlos was asked about it in the interview, he was like, Ferrari firsthand didn't tell me that over the radio to like, you know, let Charles pass. But if they did, I would have let him pass in a heartbeat because I'd do anything for that team. Yeah. Obviously, not. Mm-hmm. that's not the exact quote. I don't know what his exact quote was, but... Like, he was fully willing to give up his podium position for Charles if it meant that yeah. that team was able to secure P2 a bit stronger mm-hmm. going into the final race weekend. And that, yeah. to me, shows pure dedication for your team. Like, yeah. pure that, dedication. At the end of the day, it's a team sport, so big up to both Charles and Carlos for handling that situation yeah. the way they did it. And then you look at Red Bull. Uh-oh. When they give... Sergio Perez orders to let Max past. Right. When, you know, at that point, you know, just let them race. But Sergio was like, yeah, sure, I'll let him pass because it could benefit the team. Yeah. When it wasn't benefiting the team, Sergio was like, can I have my place back now? And they were like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll tell Max to give the place back. Max, give the place back. Max. 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 Max, where are you? Max, you forgot your driver. <laughs> And I just think Max's radio message after that was the most unsportsmanlike thing I've yes. seen since Baku 2017. 
Which funny enough. <laughs> <Stop. laughs> you didn't, you did not have to bring our bike. It's not just. <laughs> it's not just stopped there though. Like it's then been taken outside of the fucking racetrack with oh, everyone getting involved. His with, mother. Yeah, his mum. What his mum put. Have you not seen this? Max's mother Boxing. putting that. Yeah. On yeah, blast. Yeah. Horrifying. Like That's the so last much. thing I think Sergio Perez's family is want, wants to do is you know have that all brought back up again, just yeah, because yeah. your but son is getting nice. slandered for being a spoilt brat over an incident that happened months ago when he already has the yeah. championship completely in clutch. Yeah. The thing is, then like people screenshotting like his mum's post in September when obviously he won the championship, saying like, "Well done." And it was like Sergio Perez's fans going on there saying like just putting like the sick face emoji and being like the only reason he's got like both championships is because of Checo's work. Which hats off, to yeah, Checo. I do, yeah, I do agree. Max, with. He, Max wouldn't have got it as quickly as he did if he didn't mm. have Checo's support. But and then like they've all of like Max Verstappen fans are going like off on one saying like it's disgusting that they're leaving stuff like this underneath. It is. But their first their first thing that a lot of the fans are jumping to is it's Lewis Hamilton fans leaving the hate underneath the post. But when you click on the account, they literally have their first post is Sergio Perez. Yeah, Lewis it's Hamilton like, fans look... Lewis Hamilton fans have been too busy hating on George Russell this weekend to be hated on Max Verstappen. <laughs> it's it's so true. true. It's really difficult being Team L H and Team G R this weekend. I, it's been a hot struggle. I, mean, I think this weekend, luckily, like, not like it hasn't been that bad, but, like, it's it's been bad. But, like, the other weekends, like, previously have just been people, like, hating on George constantly. Yeah. So it's nice to switch it up for a it bit. It's been not so nice to just see happy things about George. And then you do have some members of Team LH saying that it, this is Lewis's race win. Lewis should have won. George should have let him by. At the end of the day, Lewis had a lot of damage to his floor. He was losing 0.2 per lap because of the damage on the floor from the collision with Max. If Lewis had... Not Lewis. If Max... If George had slowed down... Got there in the end. (laughs) Fuck (laughs) it out. I'm not with it. If George had slowed down enough to let Lewis pass to win the race... Bearing in mind, George won the race by... I'll tell you. 1.5 seconds. Like... He would have had to slow down a lot. And at the end of the day, Lewis was very, very happy for George for winning that race. And he was so congratulated. And people are like, Lewis is the one that brought that team up. How the fuck do you know what goes on in the Mercedes home? Both drivers have been there in and out, day in, day out, putting hours and hours and hours of work into that car this year to get it to where it is. Not even, you know, mentioning as well, all the test drivers, the reserve drivers back at the factory, working in the simulators, helping. There are so many Mm -hmm. people that go into it. It's not just Lewis Hamilton working on that car. There are so many drivers. And George showed in Williams how dedicated he is to making a car work. And what makes you think that the second he steps into Mercedes, that all goes out the window? Like, it's very evident that the two of them have been in there helping work on their cars to get their cars to where they are. We one another... Like helping one another, like yeah, listening to like George, uh, well, both of their interviews after the race, which had me in tears, which isn't surprising to anyone. Um, but like, they were both saying like how hard they work together as a team for it as mm-hmm. well, and like, 
Lewis just saying like he's so happy for George because yeah. it's like no matter what it's like George has been with that team for a very long time since he was um, what 17? I want to say he was 17 when he joined yeah. Mercedes because he went into Toto was, he went into Toto was, so yeah 17, 18 then yeah because he went into Toto um, Wolf's and... office when he was 15 yeah. And the thing is, cool. it, in the rule book now that you're like you're not allowed to. I don't know. It, I, they were saying about it when they were like justifying Max's decision to not let like Perez pass. And apparently, it's like in the rule book that you're not allowed to sort of swap positions or something. Well, they were, at there the was like the day, some weird thing. Max, but everyone does it. Max they literally was given. On the team has always been given so many team orders, like, Checo's been given so many team orders to just let Max pass, let Max pass, do this to defend mm. Max. If it wasn't for Sergio Perez and Michael Massey, Max would not have won in Abu Dhabi last year. Yeah, no, that's Sergio had to literally defend for his life against Lewis last yeah. year so that Max could be even within, like, two seconds of him. Yeah, but not even Abu Dhabi. There's been so many races where Checo let Max like take, the, well, maybe not only, but take his position to benefit him in the points. So Max wouldn't even have the, the points in Abu Dhabi if it wasn't for Checo. So yeah, and I just think personally, for me, I just think the whole situation is completely disrespectful. It is a team yeah. sport. When you when you are racing for a championship, like a drivers' championship, I understand if you're a bit like I don't want to let him through. I've got a championship yeah, no, to 100%. win. He won the championship weeks ago. Both championships are sealed, so there's yeah. no reason. It, to the not only do it. person that can now benefit from any sort of team orders is Sergio Perez, and yeah, exactly. Max was not going to allow that to occur. And I think it's just childish to say that you have your reasons. I think it's very, very unprofessional to take your personal business into a team sport and say, I have my reasons. I, no one cares what your reasons are. That's taking your personal life into your business life, to say so, into your working life. Even so then. It's just childish. Yeah. And he's, just got, like... he's, he's got his team potentially in shit as well by saying that because yeah if it turns out that in monaco mm. sergio did purposely crash yeah then he apparently he told like warner at the time and marco like helmet marco if they covered it up obviously mm. it's red bull we all know it'd probably be like a seven million dollar fine and then that's it slap on the wrist but but it's still like we all yeah. saw what happened last time a driver purposely crashed out mm -hmm. that was a legal case that went on for years yeah yeah years yeah and you can see why red bull was so quick to sort of close down on max and get him to sort of like be in the like the post-race interviews and being like mm. Oh yeah, it's all sorted now. It's all sorted now because he's yeah. just opened a whole fucking can of worms for Red Bull. Yeah. That the PR people, they're probably going to try and find new PR people before Abu Dhabi because I can see them quitting to not have to deal with that shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. I would quit yeah, by that put, point. You just put your whole team through that. Plus, you put Checo mm. through that. I think is a very selfish yeah. book. Not even yeah, Checo, I think... Checo's wife and kids. Like, yeah, yeah. literally, he involved. You are whole... attacking an entire family that are literally minding their business. All because yeah. you yeah. were asked to give up a place that was handed to you. 
literally. It's, I think it's it's just like it's not nice because the amount that Sergio and the team have done for Max, mm-hmm. and like they've they've stood by him with everything, like even yeah. as earlier in his career. But seeing like him being like, no, like I have my reasons, blah blah blah. Get a grip, like. He's, I he think Sergio really has. Like I think dad. I think Sergio has really, um, like, done a lot for him in his career, mm-hmm. and and you know, like, we mentioned about things that the drivers do. Obviously, they got all their academy drivers doing lots of work. You know, people on the sim. If you follow Jake Dennett, Dennis, you see the amount that boy does. In the he sim was been doing hours this and... week. This week, hours and hours and hours of sim work this week for that car. And I think it's really, it's just not, not fair, really, on the team. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I showed my dad, like obviously the radio message, and in the interviews, and he said he's never seen him. Like he said, obviously he's seen. I showed him the video of Mick when he was angry, and obviously yeah. the comparisons with Michael, and he said, like he was like, yeah, that's close. He said, but I've never seen someone so like yours he was like when he mm-hmm. watched it it was obviously yours just happened racing he was like that was his father in like there again and i was like yeah no there's not enough there's not <laughs> there's no room for another yours just happen in the sport no. <laughs> thank you but it's just i don't know there's we've seen aggressive drivers and i always love an aggressive driver um, we were literally discussing this yesterday when we were watching the 2017-2018 like season um, yeah. and we were talking about how like you could <laughs> kept saying oh look Sebastian Vettel's in his Max Verstappen era because like <laughs> you have to be aggressive to win championships it's how you win championships Yeah. but being aggressive on the racetrack you know not purposely driving into um, drivers um, Sebastian Vettel um, Max Verstappen <laughs> Um, why did I get the penalty? I, why, where was I dangerous driving? He says as Please he pulls up alongside the car and rams into the side of it. Um, but it's one thing to be aggressive on the racetrack, and there's another thing to be aggressive off of the racetrack. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can be aggressive without being dangerous because obviously yeah. the collision with Max and Lewis was a side by side replica of the collision between Ocon and Max in. 2019? 19? 19? 18? 18? 18, because uh, Esteban didn't have a seat in 2019. True. Yeah. Um, and Max fans were saying it was Ocon's fault that time and Lewis's fault this time, which you physically cannot. You have to be on either yeah. Max's side in one of them and Ocon's side the other, or Max's side in one and Lewis's side in the other, because it's the same collision. It's literally the same collision. And yeah. I think Max coming out after the race as well, saying, well, I knew I wasn't going to move and I was still going to go for it. It's him it literally said. saying, I knew he wasn't no, going to move, was... so I'm going to crash into him. Yeah. It, and... was the, it was literally the quote of, well, I got five seconds, but he lost his race win. That's the most disgusting statement. Yeah. You, like, have some fucking sort of, like, not compassion, but I don't know what, humility. Have yeah. some humility, like... Mm-hmm. Don't be and I understand that there is adrenaline and you feel adrenaline in the car for a period of time which you're out of the car it does make you say stupid things but there is still like a level to uphold as somebody that is in the limelight to not make comments regarding deliberately crashing into someone and like admitting to be like purposefully trying to crash somebody out 
gloating yeah. about the fact you have destroyed somebody else's race win and just being damn right disrespectful to not only your teammate but your team as well mm-hmm. and obviously like we've said before if you put a microphone on a footballer you're gonna hear some shit which obviously is still very very true in this state but if that's really what is going through his head at the time it's telling it's not about whether you say it out loud or not it's the fact that for him to say it out loud he had to think that through and the fact that that's exactly what his thoughts were telling him is saying a lot it's the same as like you can excuse certain things like calling someone a dickhead or a fucking idiot or whatever that is adrenaline and of course you're going to think somebody else is a dickhead in that situation that is understandable that kind of you know language you expect to hear from someone going through such high intensity of you know adrenaline because you're instantly going to think when you're in an incident that you aren't the one at fault um it's very rare that a driver comes out of it immediately and goes yeah i was completely at fault there yeah but the fact that one of the monaco situation had to have been mulling on his brain for months for a start the fact that he was going into something going i want to destroy this man's race because he's not going to let me buy easily like they're all things that aren't just adrenaline based things that you're thinking they are genuinely malicious like parts that are like circulating in your brain they are malicious and they're not just adrenaline based that is just pure like malicious attitude and it's not something that should be praised or even welcomed in any sort of aspect not even in, I doubt even if you've put a fucking microphone on a footballer, you'd hear them go, I'm going to go and slide into this guy's leg and break it. Because if they even mm. had that thought process for even a second and the word even slipped out of their mouth, that would be a game ban immediately on the spot. Mm-hmm. Immediately. So it's just, you know. Yeah. I'm just I'm disappointed because I was like growing on Max and I'm I've always said he's a talented driver. I always loved some parts of his driving style and how he's just you know his driving style does reflect Seb's a lot, which makes sense because I like yeah, his driving and, style most of the time. Yeah, for the most part. But, and then this <laughs> season it was pretty calm. He was doing all right. He was a rocket ship on his own. So I was like, yeah, this guy, you know, he's getting older. He's more and more getting into the sport and then this weekend happened i'm like okay we're back to zero it's just disappointing for me but it's it is what it is it's gonna take a lot to bounce back from and i don't think he's really going to go into abu dhabi with a lot of people really being that happy for him almost Mm -hmm. yeah um so it's just i don't know it's it's just a weird one obviously Esteban and Fernando Alonso as um, Naomi was saying earlier is also solid proof of teammates beefing, causing arguments. Yes. Because even then, they were being quite horrible about each other. However, you, you could hear it in when they were saying it that it wasn't things they'd pent up against each other. Fernando Alonso, maybe. Fernando Alonso mm-hmm. sounded like he had some sort of background beef with Esteban <laughs> yeah. Ocon. Um, in the moment when there was speaking on the radio about it you could tell it was just adrenaline based like spat 
mm-hmm. when he came out and was in the interview and saying it's fine, it's just one more race to get through kind of thing. It was a bit like, right, there is definitely something built up on the background. You probably shouldn't be saying that in an interview. And your PR person is probably going to get fired for the fact you've said that in an interview. Um, and obviously with Lance and Seb, like there's just very much seemed like when they were on track, just very much adrenaline based spat. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, we can. Interesting. Thank but on a positive note, where is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's gorgeous for George. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> I don't have a Mercedes hat. The first ever driver from Kings Lynn to win a Grand Prix. Sorry, Martin Brundle. Sorry, Martin. <laughs> Oopsie. Oh, my God. Yeah, George was absolutely incredible. This whole weekend from Saturday on Sunday on, it was just, I loved seeing him so confident in that car this... doing what we all know he could do. This whole weekend was definitely his, obviously. He had a shambolic qualifying, spinning out, crashing out, yeah. but he dominated that sprint race. He went off-roading. He went off-roading, that's Yeah, just a bit. He absolutely dominated the sprint race, yes. and he absolutely dominated the Grand Prix itself. And there is absolutely yeah. no doubt in anybody, there should be no mm-hmm. doubt in anybody's mind that that was George Russell's win. I don't know why there are people even trying to say that it shouldn't have been, it should have been Lewis's. Could Lewis have won if he didn't have the collision? Probably. And we probably would have had the two Mercedes fighting against each other. And it would have been fantastic to watch because at the end of the day, both Lewis and George have an awful amount, like an awful lot of respect for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, to George, like Lewis is his absolute idol. And, you know... He's even said if that's something for his teammate, he'll do it. And Lewis yeah. has a lot of respect for George in, you know, how determined and dedicated he is for the team, for himself to do well and how dedicated it is to assist Lewis in doing so well. And yeah. we would have got some, I think, some really nice, clean racing between the two of them if Lewis didn't have the damage. Um, yeah. But obviously, George's car was also broken this weekend. So Yeah, I didn't even notice during the race. No one knew. Not even George knew that the car was broken during the race. Literally, during the last couple of laps, I was like, if something happens. Because you know when you, like, as a George fan, we know this shit always happens. Yeah. I'm sat there and I'm just stressing massively. Did you do the George Russell stance while you were watching it? I know, I sat down like this the whole time. I was like, I can't. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was literally, I was sat there and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Mate, I was sobbing. My friends were like, 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 we went, we went crying. into that last lap and I'd already started sobbing. Yeah. And I just went yeah, into yeah. full hysterical tears the second I heard. Yeah. heard and George Russell, George Russell. wins! <laughs> The Sao Paulo Grand Prix on a Sunday. Oh! <laughs> and I hear gorgeous for George, and I'm like, no, stopping even more. My mum doesn't have like really a favourite driver. Like she doesn't really care less. Like she could care less about the drivers. Oh, but for some reason, George holds a soft spot in her heart. So when yeah. I went down, and I was like, Mum, guess what? And she went, Pierre Gasly, did he do it? And I was like, Mum. No, my... like George did, and she was like, "My driver." I just love what my dad said to me. <laughs> I just love the fact. Bearing in mind, it's George Russell's win. So obviously, the second George Russell won, um, it was all over the local news the entirety of the next morning. 
bearing in mind, let literally turn on the TV. Mm-hmm. First thing they speak about is George Russell. They speak about twenty four seven at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all over. Like, um, so the Lynn News, which is like my local newspaper, all over the Lynn News immediately. I go on Facebook. Oh, everyone, everyone on my Facebook, even people that do not care about F one, are talking about George Russell winning. My phone was blowing up. People are messaging me going, are you okay? Has anybody checked in on Alice right now? Is Alice doing okay? Are you okay? Is everything Everyone's all right? Are you There's okay? Me on the call like, yeah, she's doing fine. She's just <laughs> crying. And I like, I turn up to work. Every single person is like, I see, I see George won the F1 race. I'm like, I know, yes. I know, don't remind me. I get so crying. <laughs> like, I thought I was like, so like Saturday was, well, <laughs> Saturday I went to George Russell land <laughs> itself. And I was like, mm, I'm going to wear my Mercedes top to George Russell Land. By George Russell Land, I mean Kingston. I went into Lynn, um, into like Lynn Town Centre to go shopping. And um, I was like, I'm going to wear my Mercedes shirt as a good omen for the sprint race. And um, Celeste is texting me the most horrific updates I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm miserable as shit. I'm like, fuck, I don't really want to go home and turn this stupid race on. And then I have to turn the fucking F1 on and watch Max Verstappen win and feel miserable again. And I'm like, the foulest of mood anyone's ever seen me in such yeah, a foul sure mood i'm starting drinking at this point because i'm like i am in a foul mood we'd like agreed oh, to drink gosh. that night i'm like fuck it um that night ended horrifically by the way um, oh, and um <laughs> i didn't even start my bottle of wine i bought um <laughs> and i no, i know you just gonna sleep <laughs> yeah and i am just in the foulest of moods going into this sprint race and i'm like i just don't want to watch this personally i don't want to watch it i'm just fucking shit and then this whole time i'm just staring at my screen i'm like what's going on are we about to are we about to take are we about is this ours is this ours is this ours? i don't want to believe it until he crosses the line and i'm like oh my god it's gonna be a mercedes one two tomorrow and i'm like hyperventilating <laughs> at this point and i'm like wake up in the morning so, so I, I start celebrating right we're doing shots um completely blackout by the end of the night right celebrating I wake up the next morning and I'm like, two things are going through my head. Can't believe what I've texted people. A bit mortified. Second thing, I'm going to have to watch George George Russell lose the Brazilian Grand Prix today. And Brazil holds such a special power. Because the stat, yeah. George, and the stat. Yeah, well, no, because Kevin Magnussen was on pole. So the probability doesn't Yeah, matter. but it's still, still starting mm. from pole. So, because Brazil holds such a special place in my heart. Um this one and this one um mm-hmm. lewis won his first championship there jensen won his championship there i was like i do not want brazil to leave a bad taste in my mouth especially after last year's race 2021 like that was just such a like a special moment for me and myself in like f1 um and it's like a very like it's like a a, a re- like a very prominent memory in my brain is brazil last year and i'm like and that's all about to be ruined for me because I'm going to watch George lose Brazil to Max. And, like, that's not me saying I don't like Max because I do like Max. Um, obviously, this weekend has left a slight sour patch. But I do like Max. But watching your driver lose... Like, I, I, I was also in this weird state of mind as well. Like, I do not want Lewis to lose his streak. And before the race this weekend, I was very much in my head that... He has to do it this race or he's not going to do it in Abu Dhabi. My mind has changed since then. Um, and I'm like going into it and I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch George lose his race, first ever win. I'm going to watch Lewis lose his streak. And I'm going to have to watch a driver who 
I like, but like after last year, don't really want to see him beat my boys kind of thing. And I was like, I, I'm on call to Celeste. We're playing St. Paul 2 at this time. And I'm like, I'm going to stream it. And she's like, yeah, you should. And I was like, well, it's the only, it's the only race I'm going to be able to stream this season. I'm at work for the race this weekend. Um, and I'm like, I'm going to stream, you know, uh, a watch along. Because if for some obscene reason <laughs> George or Lewis wins, it's going to be so iconic to just have that memory, like, forever kind of thing in video form. And I was like, and if we lose it to Max, then at least the people watching will have a fun time watching me sob about it yeah and the whole time you can just see me just staring at my screen like i can't comp com like comprehend what's going on i'm screaming i'm yelling at this bloody com like my computer about it and you know i'll i'll, I'll insert the clip here of uh, when george russell went across the line um you can hear katie complaining in the background um about max Verstappen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as you can tell I don't like him <laughs> I don't like him <laughs> but it's just like one of their moments that I'm like thank you Brazil and also I left that race after watching the performance of Mercedes, Ferrari and Red Bull and was like we actually have a chance this upcoming weekend to maybe win again yes like the upgrades really we have bought to that car over the past yep. few races is just evident that we do still have a chance and Lewis Hamilton might have his you know keep his streak by getting his redemption in Abu Dhabi <laughs> and I, I don't want to think about it because I'll get emotional thinking about it if that's where he gets that redemption kind of thing goes to Abu Dhabi and wins it seals 16 years on his streak and gets redemption they say the podium I want him Abu Dhabi oh god Lewis win Daniel or Seb P2 and P3 because uh, well Daniel and Seb P2 and P3 yeah. because if that and I'm just oh Abu Dhabi I, I can't even think about it I'm not gonna lie we I know I know Celeste can't either um, yeah, we're all we're all just I think because like especially like those two are such influential moments like big people in in our in our like lives as well yeah and like also you know we don't know what's happened with mick yet either um and you know nikki is just that big person in our um but um genuinely with <laughs> yeah i think the funniest thing sorry Sarah. Mm -hmm. sorry. yeah no, no i was going off. i was going off on the tangent don't worry <laughs> go on your tangent i want to hear the tangent tangent i listen there and listen there and go in my favorite driver i was gonna watch him lose to lose the race and then there's me and Celeste just sat on the side like war flashbacks of me with Russia 2021 and yeah. Celeste with every Ferrari race ever. Sorry, uh, to talking <laughs> about that. Secure. We had our secure. Um, yeah, we, yeah. We, don't, we don't talk about it. But um, one thing that we do have to note, though, is that um, George Russell is the first of the 2019 rookies to get a race win. Yes. And he joined yes. Inner Williams. <laughs> I think I think genuinely like he's gone he's gone from here to a team up here uh what do you call it Alex has gone from a team here to a team up here to a team down there <laughs> and then there's Lando Norris it's just stayed the same probably will do <laughs> I think like with career. George with George it's just like he mentioned it in one of his post-race interviews it's like the waiting that a man has been doing yes. and it's is it's why like hungry 
was such a big deal as well. Like gang sobbing in London Epre's grandstands over it. Yeah, well that and then I was I oh, mentioned that, the point, that point. For his first yeah, yeah. point. But like him us like just dying at London because like George you know, he deserves it so much and he's yeah. been waiting patiently. I literally I wrote a um a little thing about it about George getting and Williams getting their first points and it's just like about the waiting that has to happen during this kind of thing for them. Yeah. And Williams they they did their waiting, George did his waiting and he you know, he wasn't even meant to be in the Williams for for that long. <laughs> like we kind of forget about that, is that it was not supposed to be that long and it's just I'll keep on getting flashbacks <sighs> to Formula E. But I just think it's and like just that race. And then the fact that <laughs> Edo Watara won the race. <laughs> so let's have to listen to the Monogascar anthem. Oh, oh no, that was not funny. That was I think videos of you listening to that. But I do think so it's bad. I do think it's important to kind of note George Russell's career and how he got it because obviously people are saying that like you know yeah. like people make jokes about it that like you know with the George photo of him Rick. waiting for like Lewis yeah, yeah, yeah. him waiting for Lewis and now here he is and you know but like I think people forget how genuinely. hard he worked for that and I genuinely think yeah. he has worked harder than a lot of the drivers on that grid yeah um bearing in mind at the age of 15 he took a laptop with his powerpoint on into toto wolf iconic and i toto wolf an iconic member of this sport went into george russell went into his office and said this is every reason why i should be an f1 driver for mercedes and the fact that he did all that and toto went yeah okay we're gonna do it we're gonna do it helped him all the way through his feeder series Put him into the Mercedes oh Junior God. team the second he could. Put him into the Williams the second he was able to. You know, George won F2 and he went right into the Williams seat you go. And the fact that as well, Toto Wolf respected the fact that he did not want to let Valtteri Bottas go until Valtteri Bottas had, a se- had another seat. And he yeah. said to George, no. you just have to wait. And George said, I will wait for as long as I need to wait. I will wait. And he just waited and waited. And Toto was like, yeah, look. I've got Bottas to seat. The seat's yours now. And he steps in and the team is nowhere near where it was previous years. You know, he comes in when it's at its And I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. And he's helped rebuild it and he's taken his first win with the team. And a 15-year-old George is probably, you know, you know, like if he was speaking to 15-year-old George just before he went into his interview and said, we've made it, George would be like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. Yeah. I do. I have a feeling that Mercedes stopped, just gave up, not gave up, but gave up with their 2022 season and just went, fuck it, we'll just channel everything now into the 2022 car. And I think they started bringing the changes for like these last two races just to see if it worked in like a racing environment. See, they um they had, I think, so yeah. how Mercedes approach it is at the beginning of the season, they did it the same with last year, is that they go, right, at this race, at this race, at this race, and this race, we are bringing this upgrade, this upgrade, this upgrade, this upgrade. Mm. Because then when they apply the upgrade, they then see how well the upgrade's working and if this next upgrade is going to benefit that upgrade or if it's going to deteriorate it and maybe what they could change there in that upgrade. Um, they did it last year and they did it this year, which is why all of a sudden at the end of the season you see them do so well and it's because of how they've stationed out their upgrades. Sorry mm. for this, Celeste. Um, but in comparison to obviously how Ferrari have done it, is that they kind of brought 
loads of updates without spacing them out correctly obviously then have proceeded to have issues this season with reliability struggled to be able to bring further updates to improve the updates they've already done because they didn't allow the time and are now at the end of the season when they've been able to finally do their final updates to catch up a bit um and are now playing the field up there with mercedes while red bull have dropped back it's just you know like mercedes said that they know what updates they're doing and they're not going to focus on those updates now they're going to focus on next year they're just going to apply them updates and mm-hmm. you know it's clearly worked in their favor in that sense um but they are very smart in how they bring updates to the car and you know i'm impressed we started the season starting in like fucking eighth and tenth and now we've got a one two and it's the first yeah. first british one two since jensen and lewis in 2010 um, which is crazy yeah another thing that like made me super emotional was obviously like toto wasn't there it's the fact the fact that George's first thing is FaceTime on Toto. But like the fact he wasn't there makes me like how? Like from all of the processes of, of everything that's happened in George's career, every step and and Toto isn't there. Yeah. Um and and Sky spoke to Toto on interview in an interview straight after um, on like video call and he's there with Shelv and everything. But um, one person he mentioned and I was a mess. I mean, I was a mess already, but I saw even yeah. more when he mentioned this was was Nikki, and Nikki was always someone who said to go all in on George, and supported him and said, like. Toto said he'd never really watch F2 races anymore and he'd never go to them especially. But when it was when it was George, he always would. And I just like that kind of support that George had every step of the way. Mercedes were behind him always and they know yes. he made his mistakes. You know, they saw Imola both times. Um and and every time that they'd say, you know, we're behind him and Sakia happened and it was I don't even know what I could say about Sakia because that was such heartache for him and the entire team that <laughs> it just felt like it <laughs> it felt like almost felt like George was doomed and I'm I that may sound extra but that's how I felt like <laughs> I felt like you know it's never gonna happen he's gonna be one of those drivers he's going to be like the next nico hulkenberg that never gets that win he'll never he'll never get that just on luck and and to see this happen in sao paulo of all places that has such a love for mercedes i know it's it's mostly lewis but the love they have for mercedes is massive and it's just it's such it's such a big deal because he did his waiting and there are many people looking down on George right now, just being very, very happy for him because he's been supported by so many people, including Nikki, including Frank and, and the whole of the yeah. Williams family. And it's just, it's crazy that it's it's happened now. And yeah. I think Mercedes, George can, can only go up from here. Yeah, I think it's special to note as well that he was never gifted any of that. Um, he doesn't, come from the best of places he's you know he's rich in the eyes of like people from around here be like yeah he's fucking rich but like in comparison to a lot of drivers in the grid as well he's not rich rich 
like he's not rich to the extent that some of them were going into it people always say that oh yeah he's the rich british boy look at lando norris his wealth is in a completely different league to george russell's ever was for a start like it wasn't money that brought him into this completely money helped him being from some sort of wealth obviously helped and it's helped 18 of the drivers on that grid um the only two drivers that have never come from any wealth lewis hamilton and esteban ocon you know they're the people that kind of you know pure determination but it is pure dedication determination from george that got him to the place that he is now and obviously his racecraft and race ability it's proven in his feeder series and especially proven this weekend how incredible of a driver he is and if he wasn't such an incredible driver and wasn't as literally determined as he is he would never have had the backing from any of these people because you have to display that kind of um energy almost that like if, if you believe it they will believe it and if you believe mm -hmm. that you are determined and dedicated and strong enough to be a part of what at the time was the best team on that grid you know the people are going to believe you as well and follow through with you and it's just i don't know it's pretty to see it's beautiful it's gorgeous to mm -hmm. see it's gorgeous it's gorgeous for george <laughs> let's roll in <sighs> oh to work the glasses are on to cover my tears by the way because i've just had a really happy moment and i've got to talk about depression can i just i'll not i'll just i'll just i'll just i'll focus on the good things oh, i'm sorry but work was a fucking good thing <laughs> you can all be crying but i'm gonna be fucking happy about this yeah work eight hours of rain um last race of the season we had all championships to play for Sadly, to be fair, only one championship really came down to this like last few hours because the Peugeot is having problems with both of them cars. Uh, put the was so Toyota. funny. What? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know what was happening to Peugeot. The both of their cars just stopped multiple times on track, which gave me a fucking heart attack because I couldn't use a yeah. safety car. Um. But yeah, Toyota took that win easily, fair and square. They have been dominating WEC since forever, so didn't expect much else. Now, for LMP2, I haven't been paying much attention to LMP2. I don't know if you have. I saw Prima doing absolutely insane from where they're coming from. It was unreal to see that car go through the field that quick. WRT. Yeah, no, WRT had a good race. Jota, obviously... Jota. And Jota. And, and Jota, Jota won the championship. Jota won really the championship. Alex, Alex and the, the 23, they, they did an amazing job, the United. Yeah. They did so good. Yeah. I feel Adam P2 was pretty calm, I think, for WAC standards. For once. For once. For once. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then we go into the GTs and Ferrari won the championship but it wasn't as straightforward as we hoped it was going to be so the first few hours were absolutely incredible i think porsche and ferrari were constantly fighting they were constantly overtaking each other and i think it was just brilliant to see but after the two hour mark i don't know what happened to porsche but they just didn't seem to have any pace and then the 51 got a lucky stop with a safety car or full course yellow it was where they basically got a free stop so the 51 had a big big lead over all the cars 
And somehow Porsche dropped back behind the Corvette, which is something we haven't seen all season long. Um, but yeah, we were leading pretty comfortably. I was pretty comfortable. And then it came down to the last one hour and 40 minutes. And James Collado came on the radio and said, the car sounds funny. And that's where they discovered that they lost fourth gear. Like the whole fourth gear was just gone and they couldn't use it anymore. They had to shift from third gear to fifth gear and everything seemed to be lost. Because um, how the fuck are you going to drive one hour and 40 minutes without fourth gear without losing a fucking championship? Um, but luckily, because Porsche was doing so horrible and the Corvette was still in between the Porsches and because James Collado and Perguidi for some insane reason kept that car going for the last few hours without fourth gear. I don't know how they did that. I don't know how they did that. Um, Actually not true. Yeah, Ferrari still won their back-to-back world championship in WEC. It's their third overall and I think for Ferrari it's amazing to end that journey for them because obviously GT Pro is going to stop at WEC. coming in with the hypercars. So yeah, I don't know what happened to Porsche, to be honest. They seemed really strong in qualifying. They were so close to Ferrari. So it's, I think it's sad to see that they didn't have the pace because the first few hours were absolutely incredible. But Ferrari would have never had got it if Porsche wasn't that far back. So at the end of the day, I'm happy Ferrari could take that championship. I think they deserve it. They had an absolutely incredibly difficult year with BOP with everything that was thrown at them. So, yeah, I was really, really happy for Ferrari. You want to add anything, Alice, to this? Um, I actually checked myself back into therapy after work. Um, (laughs) um, But, you know, new season on the horizon. We will hopefully be at three of the work races, hopefully, fingers crossed. Two, one for definite, one's 99.9999%. The other one is uh, potential. Yes. I and need some information I on this then. I'm going to be um, screaming uh, for Porsche the whole weekend. Um, hypercars is ours. Sure. That's what she said yes. this weekend. Okay. <laughs> and I saw a Porsche while I was out. I was in Lynn. I texted to Les saying, I've just Lantonia. seen a Porsche. And she went. It's a sign. And then I said, it's a sign. And then. You guys were happened. under investigation for. Oh yeah, and then the things. penalty went. So I just spent the whole day going. I need to see another Porsche. I need to see another Porsche. Yeah. I need a sign. I need a sign. <laughs> yeah, hypercars are ours. Sure. Um, information for, for Naomi, by the way. Um, one of the white races, all of us are hundred percent going to anyway. Um, that's me acknowledging yeah. the fact that twenty four hours of Le Mans is a white race. Um, you heard it here first, well, guys. Thank you. Um, we're Ready. doing me and Celeste ninety nine point nine 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 percent. The reason it's ninety nine, I need to book off work still, um, and we just need to book it. Is we're going to Spa, and oh. we might be potentially going to Portugal, but we've got to see on prices. Yeah, I love that place. Man. I hate Portugal. I'm cutting that out though because I don't want the Portuguese to hate me. I said that last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I need to stop saying yeah, I hate true. Portugal. <laughs> is that so, yeah. all of the pressure covered? That is all of my happiness for Ferrari being world championships. Fucking hell, we'll never Sorry, hear that enough mean, one. Yeah, and I, that's why I'm so happy. with WAC Ferrari is just my dream. We have good strategy. We have 
world winning championship. That wasn't English, but we have cars that can win world champions and I'm just happy. Do you want to know so. why that was my depression? Because, so I've said I support multiple teams, multiple sports. Mercedes F1 team, not winning the championship. We can't. Mercedes EQ <laughs> won the championship. Huzzah! And then left the fucking sport. <laughs> so that was like a huzzah! Get fucked. Do you think you'll be unhappy today, bitch? Um, and then Fabio Quattararo mm, lost yeah. the championship. Oops. Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea. <laughs> oh. Lost the cup. I can't the fucking cup. speak on Chelsea at this point. Um, no, the whole year has been shambolic. Can't speak on it. Don't want to speak on it. Would probably throw myself off a cliff. Um, and then I was you like, Porsche, Porsche, you are my last leg. You are my literal last leg for me to have one good championship because the one championship I got this year was backhanded at me because they left and they fucked it yeah. so that is out of like six teams that I support one of them won something this year one of them and it was a backhanded win because it was joined with yeah we won our final ever race in Formula E thank you thank you for that by the way <laughs> Um, however, to lighten the mood, would you like to do some guess who? Go for it. Um, hang on, geez. hang on. Right, guys. Temptation. Wait, as well. Go to me. We remain paused. Temptation to just. Go to me. Okay, guys, we've got to guess who. I'm ready. Guess who? I don't know how easy this guess who is, uh, but personally, I would not be able to um get any of these right. But obviously, I don't know about you guys. So, Celeste's favourite fact, fact number one, this driver started karting at the age of nine years old. I have no clue. So, relatively old, question mark? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Not as old as Nicholas Latifi. He was a fucking grandpa by the time he started doing (laughs) karting. Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, I was going to say Daniel Ricciardo. Well, that's just a guess. I'm just going to say George, just because he's my boy. Fact number two. I don't know any cartons. Fact number two. This driver has won the British F3 Championship. British. God. British F3. I'll remain George. Why not? Call Harry Russell. Russell. Yeah, I might want to switch now. Russell. 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 Um... Time to stir the pot. Fact number three. This driver has never competed in F2. That's not too much for (laughs) a thought. Oh, are they in F1? You have to wait to find There's out. There's no hints, is there? We've done okay. Lulu before. Who's competing? We haven't had Lulu um, as an answer. I don't know. Well, Lewis. Yeah. Lewis. I don't know how old he was when no, he started. No, Lewis started later. We have Lewis before. Have we? Yeah. He was the remote control guy. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Yeah, that was last week. I was still going to I don't think. That <laughs> was literally last week. <laughs> I'm going back on Daniel Ricciardo because I know he hasn't done F2 for sure. But he, was... did he do British F3? Yeah. I don't know, but he could. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Oh, he did. What, British? Mm. Yes. Oh, I don't 
British F3 is technically... I think, I think, I think, I think, I think. British F3 is now GB3, isn't it? Yeah. This driver... This driver picked his number due to his NASCAR racing hero. Oh, it is Daniel! That is Daniel. That is Daniel. Uh, the next was this driver has raced with five F1 teams and uh, this driver <laughs> will bid farewell at the oh, end of the season four. after 10 years in the sport. Daniel. Huh? Tell that to Carlos Sainz. Yeah, tell that to Carlos Sainz. Yeah, but Carlos Sainz has been there much less. Yeah. I feel like Daniel at least was dedicated to his That's team. five years, you know, that's like average at two teams Some a year. Them. Wait, can I get my other depression kit now? Hold on. You can get your depression kit. <laughs> nice. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Well, I just thought it wouldn't be fair to leave Daniel Ricciardo out of a guess who, seeing as this weekend is his final race weekend. We've had Sebastian Vettel. We've yes. did we do go Tifi? No, we didn't. Katie oh, thought we, we had go Tifi well, when Katie it was Pierre did. Gasly. <laughs> Katie did go Tifi. We didn't. Um, yeah. So this weekend we are going to Abu Dhabi, um, the final race weekend for all racing series until January. Um, so it's going to be a sad weekend anyway for motorsport. Uh, unless you're football fans and it's World Cup season, baby! World Cup! <laughs> World Cup! Um, we literally don't get a break. Uh, if you're a motorsport and a football fan, we don't get a break. We it. have World Cup and then we have Christmas Emma. week and we then come back with Christmas football. And Christmas football leads us all the way up to the beginning of the Formula E season in January but this weekend yes. obviously we bid farewell to motorsport obviously until then um, and we also bid farewell to Nicholas Latifi um, Daniel Ricciardo and Sebastian Vettel um, and maybe Mick and maybe Mick Schumacher we don't want to jinx that and yes. nobody practically already maybe happened. Mattia Binotto yes <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Um, well, Ferrari would like to explicitly deny that, but they also explicitly <sighs> denied Seb was leaving Ferrari. So yeah, no, it was a mutual agreement between. It was a mutual agreement. Yeah. Okay. Sure. It's going to be a sad weekend for sure. It's always sad at the last race of the season, apart from last year's. Um, I can't believe after the end of last season. after the end of last season, I was quite glad to never see F one ever again in my entire life. Um, yeah. As soon the as the I'm car, as soon as the car went across the road, I turned it off and I went to Silverstone. Yeah. It was not fun to be oh, at Silverstone uh, that day. I'm always sort of looking forward to Abu Dhabi because at the end, especially with so many races that we have now, I'm sort of done with it and I'm like, okay, you know, it's fair enough. Let's just have a break for a few months. But now, since since Sao Paulo, the flag fell, like the Finnish flag, I was like, I couldn't breathe. Like, I was fuck. I think it's because of how out. shambolic of a final race Abu Dhabi is. Yeah, yeah also yeah because like i'm going and into it and i'm like mm, okay it's gonna be a really boring race um i have to see one of my favorite drivers of all time leave um i have to watch daniel ricardo leave who is an iconic part of the sport um you know no one yeah. else really to say goodbye I to am, i am going to be inconsolable 
Let's just say that. I, I'm going to be at work for the race and I'm planning my lunch break around so that I can watch the race on my lunch and then hopefully do some of my work like out the back so I can watch the rest of it. Well, the World Cup can't starts cry. like right after the race. The World Cup starts right after the yeah, race. Yeah, but that yeah. is the most... Imp- You've got to watch the first round. You've got to watch the first. I can't. I'm at work. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but you would if you weren't working. I would not because um, you should. I love the World Cup. I don't, agree don't get me all. wrong. Um, this is turning from motorsport to football right now, but I love the World Cup. Don't get me wrong. Um, I do not stand for the World Cup this year, though. Oh no! no obviously not. Um, so I am disgusting. not too fussed if I miss certain matches because, as due to my studies. I kind of, kind of got you. It's bullshit, journalism. <laughs> but yeah, I'm. I will be embarrassing myself in front of my whole course by sobbing my eyes out. But you know what? I don't care yeah. because I will be a mess. Yeah, I'm already. Um, a mess. Uh, yeah, I keep. I am too. I just. I can't. I can't think yeah. about it. my TikTok is really not helping. Same. No, same. It's not. <laughs> It's, it's just not nice. I'm just. Oh, uh, have you seen the edited um, intro to Sky, the F1 intro for Seb? But like, I've seen. I'm gonna start this crying one, now. This one's the most insane one. I'll send it to you afterwards. I but yeah, it's, yeah, it's I, one of the most insane ones I've seen. I am also really hoping that the rumors are true that Charlotte Claire is bringing a Sebastian Vettel dedicated oh, to Abu Dhabi. Hang on. Yeah. I wouldn't be I surprised. He did it when he left Ferrari, so yeah. And I think Sebastian Vettel has been such a influential part of Charles Leclerc's career. Uh, yeah. That yeah, he needs to bid farewell. And I would like to see, although it's not going to happen, but I would like to see Max Verstappen do a dedicated lid to Daniel Ricciardo. I don't think it will happen, oh. but I would love to see that because not only were they teammates but they're such good friends and Max is losing a friend on that grid this year Mm -hmm. (laughs) definitely among the many that he's already lost (laughs) sorry I think it's just difficult because like especially like those two together like they had such an iconic time at at Red Bull together and I mean the the way that Seb has been like uh, Seb Daniel has been talking about like Seb and saying that Seb's been really helpful to him in like the way his career has been like ending and like Sebastian has always Seb been dropped like, off there, like he dropped away. out of his career. <laughs> Sorry, Les didn't hear the comment properly. I didn't. Yeah, I, no, I did. When, <laughs> when she said we're going into, I, mean, I just blocked everything. Like my emotions are turned off because I'm. I I just this. like. Like, the way that, like, Daniel has been saying that Seb has, like, really been there for him the last couple of, like, weeks and months. Like, just a phone call and really helping him. Them two ending it together is, like, poetic almost. And, of course, Dan, like, wants to come back in 24. Who knows whether that'll end up happening. Um, But... I... I don't think this is goodbye forever with either of them too. I think it's just goodbye for now. 
because it's not, it's not. I just want to end this here. I'm going to cry my eyes out. Well, Seb has come forward, and when he was asked, "Will you join Formula One again?" and he said, "Right now, I'd say no, but ask me again in a year, and it'll probably be different." Yeah, but I yeah. think the moment Seb like gets his time with his family Seb's and not. see yeah, how much time he now has with his kids and everything, I think he's he'd be not. like, "Yeah, I'm coming straight I... back." he's like being a dad what do you mean (laughs) yeah i don't think seb will continue like at all i think he'll maybe visit a couple of races in europe me i mean do the race of champions because that's that's his thing yes um it's confirmed for that seb to work maybe maybe seb to work seb to work hypercar Seb. There's been there's been a lot of rumors because he's obviously uh, for people. What would you do if he joined Porsche? No, he wouldn't <laughs> because a lot of, he posted a lot of things on his Instagram and a lot of things were BMW related. So a lot of people were like, "Oh, maybe he's going into whack." Going back myself, to if, if that if we see that man in like in yeah, 24 hours, I don't know. I don't want to believe it until I see it. So wait, could you imagine we're just walking down the paddock and Spa Celeste and just Sebastian Vettel appears? Oh. That would be nice. Seb would just fall to the floor. Not Seb. Say so, so Seb. Celeste would just fall to the floor. Yeah. Uh, right. Celeste. Seb, Celeste. Seb would Celeste. be, Seb would wake be up. starstruck. Celeste, wake up. <laughs> no, Seb would be starstruck. And I, just, yeah. I would just have to apologise. I'd have to be like, sorry, uh, Seb. She's a big fan. Get up, Celeste. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> but, um... I'd like to see him at the 24 hours. Yeah, and then... Dan, on the other hand... Dan, on the other hand, is like... He obviously wants to come back in 24. I just... Yeah. I, I doubt it's going to happen. I don't want to say um, it, but... He's... Yeah. I do feel like he has lost his sparkle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know whether and, that's because yeah, he's also I... lost part of the enjoyment by... He went from a team that is winning all the time to a team that weren't doing great, but helped build and then got to the point where he was able to fight again and then left again to a team where he has just been absolutely shafted by his team the entire time. I think he's just completely yeah. lost his sparkle. It's not the same Daniel, like like I was saying yesterday, well, today, earlier, that yesterday we were watching the 2017-2018 season. I did one say, um, the, now I remember why I didn't like Daniel Ricciardo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but second of all, you watch how he raced then, and you watch how he races now, and yeah. you can tell it's there is so... something missing, and it's not just the car. Mm. Yeah, but I think... <laughs> It's difficult for him because he's leaving, but I do think you can get that back because I have a bit of the mm. same with Seb because I think with Ferrari, he lost that sparkle as well. He made a lot of mistakes going into 2019, but also at Aston, the first like few races weren't his best performance. But now you see him at Aston Martin, like Suzuka, Singapore. It was this me race. and Katie screaming at the weekend, stop the count, because it yeah. was George Lewis Seb. Uh, it was yeah. like the fact that Seb and the Aston Martin was actually at the top for a portion of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but he's been doing so much better, which is sad because he's not leaving. But anyways, I do think Daniel is a driver who can get that back. Mm-hmm. I just don't think with a gap year, I I don't see it. As sad as it is, but I don't see it working for him. I would like to see him in like a reserve driver role, but not predominantly in a reserve driver yeah. role. So you know how we were no. talking about how Felipe Drogovic, obviously he's Aston Martin's reserve driver. Yeah. 
like and we were saying oh i hope he actually does something else apart from that mm-hmm. so like how like stoffel and neek have been mercedes uh, reserve drivers for like the past couple of years um and yeah. they raced with mercedes in formula e they were doing you know the two things at once um i think you know like we were saying that felipe should be doing something like that i think daniel should also do something like that absolutely it, won't be i doubt it'd be formula e um i because the only seat left in formula e is with mclaren i think uh him with him leaving mclaren that's probably left quite a sour taste in his mouth the way he's left is mm-hmm. not acceptable from any team to be letting a driver go in the slightest um yeah but i could see him in something like i couldn't see him in indycar but that's because him himself has said that he wouldn't really see himself in indycar um mm. i could see in, in something like endurance racing or you yeah. know that something like that great in nascar yeah, yeah i think, I he think would love NASCAR. Yeah. i think he'll definitely give it a go yeah because you know you've got you've got kimmy that's done a couple of rounds there daniel's done a couple of rounds yeah. there i think i think he definitely will give it a couple of goes because i think he's gonna he's got the personality either... car as well yeah and oh, i think he's gonna share a lot of his... I, I think he'll share a lot of his time between the uk australia and america yeah because that's kind of his his grounds anyway yeah. um or monaco obviously but i think i think he i think he deserves to go back home for a bit to be honest yeah, after all the shit that yeah. has gone on of the COVID. Yeah. i think i genuinely and i will stand by this i think covid has such a match massive effect on his career and him mm. not being able to yeah you know him course. coming back and then not being able to see his family since yeah coming back from from lockdown i think that's that genuinely had an effect on his career yeah mm-hmm. and i i stand by that and I, yeah yeah i could see him like with felipe i would like to see felipe in a secure seat in the sense that because he's such a young driver with not a lot of experience like his experience is yeah. ba- mainly feeder series based to see him in like a permanent seat like formula e or WEC or the european le mans or i doubt it'd be indie with how close his reserve driving thing is mm-hmm. um seeing him in a secure seat like that you know is something he needs but i think with daniel i think he could literally dabble in a couple of things he could be like right well i'm gonna step in with this team at WEC for the 24 hours of le mans i'm gonna go do a couple races in india i'm gonna do a couple races in like nascar you know i'm gonna do this and i think it'd be good for him to like kind of like play the field almost and experience yeah, it as a gap year almost mm-hmm. rather yeah. than like because he wants to go back to F1 and I think once you fully dedicate yourself into another seat it's difficult to part your ways um say with like Callum Wylock for example obviously his dream was always F1 he couldn't get the F1 seat while he was a reserve driver he then obviously went into IndyCar and stuck it out with a team um and is now kind of like because he's kind of got that permanent seat and he's staying in that permanent position and time over time over time over it's almost like F1 has kind of forgotten about him you know when you know he's no longer the ferrari test driver anymore kind of thing and like it's almost as if that's gone now and i think if daniel was to sit himself into like a permanent seat that would completely go different with aston martin and felipe Drogovic because of how um determined aston martin are with felipe Drogovic that if he sat in a permanent seat the second like if aston martin still want him and they'll take him like the second they dip fernando alonso in probably a couple of years when fernando alonso retires um they'll be like right in now felipe in seat go kind of yeah. thing but it wouldn't be the same situation for daniel um whether he was with because obviously the rumors are that he's either going to be with red bull or mercedes as the reserve driver 
Um, and Red Bull are only going to have a seat if Max Verstappen cries about Checo and Mercedes are only going to have a seat when Lewis Hamilton retires but Lewis Hamilton has absolutely no intention of doing that for another five years minimum and I think and I think either way if they did get rid of their drivers Dan wouldn't be in the running to replace because Mercedes are trying to get in a new era of drivers whether that the next driver will be you know Fred Vesti or, or your Paul Aaron or that kind of thing Mm-hmm. Um, Red Bull will probably go out of their pool. I think. I think they'll maybe go for Lando or something. They've already um, been. They've been trying for Lando for years, and Lando just keeps finding yeah. them. Every single, every Which... single time that Lando has had a conversation with Helmut Marko, he signed a new deal with McLaren. But yeah. every single time, I think that is the most sensible decision mentally <laughs> for Lando, not career-wise, because mm. if he was in the Red Bull career-wise. I don't think people would doubt him mm. as a driver as much because he would be in contention to be able to fight. Mentally, though, I think it's better for him to stay out of Red Bull. He doesn't he has, have the mental health. For he's Red Bull. spoken quite openly about mental health and how mental health problems affect him. And yeah. he knows that at McLaren, he's the first driver. He knows if he went to Red Bull, he would be a second driver. But he also knows that his best friend is in the seat next to him. And he has watched what that's done to Max and Daniel, Max and Alex, Max and Pierre, and now Max and Checo. Yeah. Like, mm. do you really want to put yourself into a position to lose your best friend over a sport? Because Max and Lando aren't just, like, best friends because they were teammates or best friends. They, they are to the core like best friends like we are and putting himself was like we saw what happened with Lewis and Nico they were best friends to the core and then they were teammates and now look at them kind of thing yeah you know and I think Lando was very very smart to decline Red Bull's offer to one protect not only his mental health but protect his friendships and protect kind of the things that actually make him happy because he knows he's always secure with McLaren. McLaren love him to pieces and he'll always have a place there. And there will McLaren always be a team. McLaren built team around him. Yeah, there will always be a team, a higher-up team, that are willing to give him an opportunity. Yeah. And when the time's right for him, he'll probably take it. Or you never know, McLaren might finally get their shit together and be in a position where Lando could get a championship. Um, oh, imagine. But, you know, he's very dedicated to that team and I think that proves a lot that he's been there since 2019 he's been with the same team the entire time no matter what the highs the lows and everything it's cute mm-hmm. it's cute it's cute you don't count anyone got anything else to say before i close this out oh, absolutely not okay well thank Ooh, you do you want to Do you have anything else to say, Naomi, before I close this out? No, nothing important. <laughs> okay, thank you guys for stopping by, joining us for episode 10. Um, that's crazy, because yeah. when I first delivered this idea to these these guys, and I was like, hey, and it was literally Formula E weekend. I'd had everything planned. I'd gotten or like I had the name, I had the color scheme, I had the theme of everything, kind of the ideas, and I influenced it to them. What beginning of August? We spent a month grinding it out, figuring out exactly what we wanted to do and everything. Launched the beginning of September. We're now partway through into November on episode ten of our little podcast, and we're growing comfortably. We're enjoying ourselves, and I don't know. It just feels like really 
monumental to be here. And we're going to oh, look boy. back at this on like episode 100 and be like, sappy gits. <laughs> we're so crap. Getting, <laughs> we're so cringe getting emotional over episode 10. <laughs> but it's just, a, it's just a sweet one, isn't it? It's just a, I don't know. It's like a little milestone. It is. Like, it welcome is. to episode 10. A just a little incident. But thank you guys. Thank you guys for stopping by, joining us, chatting with us, chilling with us, whatever. Let us know how you're doing the quiz and in the guess who down below. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you give it a like. If you are what, listening even on Spotify, Google or Apple, make sure you give it a five star rating because we deserve it. Um, and it lets us know that you're enjoying it. And yeah, thank you guys for stopping by. So humble. <laughs> Love to you all. And um, <clears throat> it's gorgeous for George. George Russell, you are a race winner in Formula One. And thank you, Seb. And thank you, Daniel. And thank you, Nicholas and Satifi. And thank you, I can't find any anywhere. I don't know how. I have exactly the same quarters as that. Bye, Latifi. We'll miss you. <laughs> ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye.